0: Hi, welcome back to the Headbangers Podcast. I'm here with Nathan today. Join us, Ingested Sean. How are you guys doing?
1: How's everybody? Yeah, not bad.
0: Yeah. How's lockdown life treating you?
1: Um, it's same as everyone's bored out there. Bored out your brains, you know what I mean. But um,
2: yeah.
1: I got a job, so I'm doing that for now. Not that I can't good. be out on the road and stuff. So, yeah.
0: What was it like releasing the new album during lockdown then? Were you quite nervous to release it in that time scale, or do you think because obviously people had more time to sit down and listen than usual?
1: We originally had it coming out in June, I want to say. Yeah. And we made a decision to um to push it back to August simply because we didn't really know what was mm-hmm. going on at that moment in time. And we weren't able to do the music videos that we, we had planned to do for all the singles mm-hmm. and stuff. So... Pushing it back like for two months gave us a bit of time to figure out what plan B would, would was going to be, which ultimately ended up being the Dead Seraphic forms video where, I don't know if you've seen it, but we've got yeah, all the...
3: Yeah, it, I it was a sick video.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've got all the yeah. cameos. That was like last minute. We were even going to use Dead Seraphic as a single. That was like, for some reason, we went out, oh, let's just do this and continue doing what we were going to do originally, which was release mm. the songs that you did end up hearing. But for some reason, we went with Dead Seraphic to do that. And mm. then um, we... Panicked, I went right. None of us can be in the same room. Our drummer lives in mm. Spain, so we can't be anywhere. So what do we do? And we thought right, let's let's try and do like a little throwback, you know, kind of looking '90s tool mm. claymation kind of video, and that 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 got done in a real short space amount of time. Um, but mm. it worked out pretty amazing. To
0: be fair, nice that's a video, to be honest.
3: Yeah, I think that's one of the most interesting like videos that you've put out because it like. When we obviously heard about the new album, we, we were like, oh, sick, and yesterday they're releasing the new album. But when we got that video, it was kind of like a, like a, an inkling to, like, sort of the proggy elements that have popped yeah, yeah. up in the new album. So I was like, wait a minute, Why, th- this is, like, really tool-esque. So yeah. they're going to go like a bit more proggy with it. And then obviously when it came out, we were like, wow, because there's fucking, we weren't expecting a ten minute song. That, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah oh my god um and then we i i know I, I picked up on something when i listened to the album um that like i said in when we reviewed it but i want to kind of confirm with you so you know at the end where at the end or in the mid sections of songs where there's like sort of acoustic gu- guitar playing throughout most songs right i had a theory that if you mashed them up together you could make an acoustic song based on that was that like sort of like intentional yeah. or was it
1: what you mean, just layering the, the thing over and just trying to get yeah. it done that way? Yeah, because well, I noticed well, there's like funny exceptions. thing is though, there's not one acoustic guitar on this album.
3: Oh, I thought you know the little noise. Yeah, no, yeah. the noise is like the dun 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 dun. Is that another yeah. an acoustic guitar? No, no, I just assumed it was. Our, our
1: producer's just really good with whatever fucking plugins he's got, man. I don't know why we mm, get incredible. to that sound, but it sounds amazing. Yeah. Um yeah. No, I, I don't know, like. If you're talking about Another Breath specifically, the start mm. of that one, I mean, I got an 8-string in when I was on tour with Aborted in 2018, mm. and that was literally the first little piece of music I wrote. That's just one of those kind of things, and you just kind of spirals from that, you know what I mean? You come up with a little mm. melody, and then, you know, you, five minutes late, you've got, you know, that full, so you've got Another Breath, and you've got the idea to put Kirk from mm
3: crowbar on it so i don't know that Amazing. was like that was another sort of curveball i was like because oh, i saw yeah. like you know there was like someone posted like here's some like features that i think is gonna be on the album i was like kirk from cobra but yeah. then i heard when i heard it when he kicks in with the you know like the memories bit i was like fucking that's a right song to sing to do you yeah, know I mean? man. the funny thing is though like
1: sam wrote the lyrics our guitar player mm-hmm. to that song and in his head, he was like, I wrote this for Kirk, and I was like, Yeah, all right, whatever. It's mm. like, That's 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 <laughs> cool. Like, we'll get someone who sounds like Kirk to do it because there's no way we're going to get Kirk from Crowlight. Like, it's not happening. Mm. And so, like, we ended up doing where were we? I think it was we're doing the Spies, like, yeah, we're doing the Spies icon tour in the States mm. with um Kublai Khan, Shadow of Intent, and all that. And um, Shane came out the bass player, mm. and so did Kirk, to be fair, because. You know, we asked, we knew, we, we speak to his, well, Jay speaks to his wife every now and then. She you knows she's pretty mm. cool and that, but they came out, but they were shit-faced, like mm. annihilated. we <laughs> were watching like, they were watching college football or something and he just likes to get mm. blasted on a Sunday or whatever day it was, man. And so like, we were speaking to him. He was shit-faced. was like, yeah, cool, man. Just briefly spoke about him doing a guest. For, oh, cool. Just because he was there. And we're like, fuck it. We'll try and get him. Why not just yeah. try and do that? And then Shane was there, the bass player. Mm. and um, we just mentioned it to him. He said, oh, fuck it. I'll get him to do it. Don't worry about it. And then you forget about things. Things get, you know, things go dark. They entered the studio to do their, well, then it's not out yet, their new album, Crowbar. Mm. And um, we just, we asked Shane originally, he said, I'll try and get him to do it. I'll try and get him to do it. Blah, 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 blah. But like, you know, shit mm-hmm. goes quiet. So then I started doing some backup and going like, fuck, it's not happening. Who can we get? Mm-hmm. So I started asking some other people, you know, we asked, we asked Con from um, Malevolence because he's got that crowbar yeah, type.
3: That, I always thought Con would be, would have been like a good alternative yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. So I asked Con, but
1: they he was on holiday. Uh, I think he might have been in Thailand, but he was going to mm. meet the boys in Malevolence in Australia. So like the time, he said, I'll fucking do it, but there's no way I'm going to be home in time.
0: Mm-hmm. So that
1: fell out the window and then I just kind of like, you know, I asked a few other people. I'm not going to name any names because they've completely ghosted me and like never got back to me. <laughs> no. I'm not going. Well, there's some other UK artists that you know mm. too big, too big for us now. Anyway, um, and then Sam went, No, I'm getting him. So I was like, cool. Figure it out, man. And at that time, they had just entered the studio, and he went right. Fuck it. I can't get him today. I'll try him tomorrow. I was like, mm. fuck, it's not happening. So he said, look, he's definitely coming back in a week's time. I will get him in the shooter. I will engineer it myself. So the bass player from Crowbar engineered itself, made him do it and then sent it to us and he got it when we were in, um, we were in Moldova. It was like fucking two in the morning. <laughs> like we were in like a little hostel and on bunk beds and we are all just fucking like, yeah, there's fucking no way hey, we got Kurt from Crowbar. So we're out awesome, man, it man. worked out pretty cool, man, to be fair.
0: Yeah. One thing I want yeah, oh, like, God. one thing I wanted to mention as well, so, like, the new album is it's so experimental and, like, every album just gets better and better. Like, do you ever feel, because I know that everyone calls Ingested the Slam Kings. Yeah, yeah, Like, do you ever find, like, the Slam Tag sometimes a bit sort of captivating in the wrong way, that you feel like people always associate you with Slam, but you obviously develop so much more into loads of different genres of metal?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, well, like, our first album is... You know, pretty much a slam album. It was pretty much Dying yeah. Fetus and Devourment Worship with some mm. other elements thrown in there. So that was what around that kind of time, yeah. around two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That's kind of where we were. You know, we were young and stuff, and that was kind of the thing that we we're into. Right. So, you know, we've always been kind of leading towards the groove type, you know, type mm. of material when it when it comes to our writing. So we've always had that element, but. I mean, the the coining the term slankings. I think we coined it
0: ourselves, just to say the person. <laughs> yeah, just, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. It kind of just like, <laughs> we put
1: it on our merch, and it just spiraled out of you know out of control. And it's like half of it's like tongue and cheek. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we we do have a pretty healthy ego when it comes to our band. it's like you know we are the better slam band out of the UK. So why not just you know yeah, you have are, a laugh you, with it? You
0: are, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely.
1: like we were never ever going to stay pigeonholed into that like we can expand ourselves and you you know we've always been interested in other things incorporating different kind of things into our music so if the fans want to pigeonholes that way and then start arguing with each other online then that's fair enough man if you're oh, they're not the fucking slam kings you don't even slam anymore i'm like eh. whatever you want to do man you're yeah. talking you're talking about us so that's all that counts
3: yeah, that's exactly. what I was so interesting about the album though because like there's so many elements into it like so like yeah Kind of talk us through like the beginning, like the initial ideas of the album and how it kind of expanded. Was it always kind of the sound of the album was always sort of set in stone or was it, was it developed over time as you tried to like go, okay, we want to make a new album. This is what we kind of want to go for.
1: I mean, you'd think that, you know, when you're trying to start a new album or, you know, start the writing process to a new album, like there's a time frame. Of, right, we've got six months to write this. And then you, you just kind of, you're just caught in the moment and that's what the album is. Not for us. Like we're so far ahead of writing material that Mm. I can't even tell you when I started writing the album, I've got to be honest. I can't can't put my finger on it because I'm I'm constantly churning out material. Then I was bank it away somewhere. And then what Mm. we end up kind of doing is say, if I've got 25 songs, I'll, I like sequencing the album in a certain way and so mm-hmm. once I know that we've got 10 tracks to an album then I'll I'll kind of pick and choose I kind of know what the start of the album's going to be so I always pick the first song mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll know I want it to kind of you know have different textures going in and out and stuff so yeah. like you know when the list comes in you know you've just you've just been um what's the song? I can't remember your album. What's the song before <laughs> right now? Impending mean, Dominance. I mean, Impended Dominance. Yeah, so like, oh yeah. you've got like I mean. three pretty strong, heavy songs, and then the list kind of pulls it down a little bit. Mm. And then after that, you've got Burden, which is then a complete slow song. And so, you know, you're mm. kind of slowing the album down at that point. And then Dead Seraphic takes it up a little notch, and then mm. you drop back down again, and then you start peaking again at the end of the album. and Then you've got like huge, epic nine minutes. So mm. with albums like that though, like, we can get away with, like you're saying, those influences, we can get away with, you know, sticking them in there because I don't, I can't stand an album that's just 10 tracks of something too similar. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I
0: agree.
1: It works for certain bands, so like, you know, Beneath the Masker, for example, that works for them because that's fucking what they do, there's 10 tracks of mm. your face getting smashed into pieces whereas like, mm. we do like, like I said, take you on a little journey, there's this, there's that, you know, fading, fading out, like little bits of softer stuff here, heavier stuff here, so mm. that's kind of, that's kind of the way we do it, man. Um, but like I said, no, we're so far in advance of writing stuff that it's, it's never gonna—it's never gonna be songs that sound too much of the same because you, yeah. you're spreading it out over months or maybe a couple of years, and you just—you know—you've got that. So the last track, like you said before, you know, can't believe there's a ten-minute song on there. We try to squeeze that on. I think I, was, I think I was halfway through writing that after The Architects of Extinction, so we couldn't get it on mm. that album. And then I tweaked it and finished it at some point after that. So I mm. think we originally were going to put it on Level of Human, mm. but just the way it happened, it didn't seem to... It didn't work for me at that time, so we just shelved it again. So luckily yeah. we saved it for this one because it's the perfect ending yeah. to, the, to the album. Do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, that, that's what I thought was so interesting about the new album, because I was like... I was, like, listen to it, and it's funny that you said that, you you know, you kind of, like, have an idea of structure, because I noticed, like, when songs sort of change, it feels right. Yeah. Right. It yeah. feels like the next song's right for the, the song for previous. So it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's you can kind of see a jumping point where going, that goes yeah. there, that goes there. It was, it's really interesting that you, you kind of, like, explain that, because I was like, every single transition's really good, like, where it's like, you, you can listen to it to where it feels like it flowed off to a right point well I so. come from
1: I come from a time of buying CDs and before Spotify and all mm. that shit so I was always listening to albums from you know from front to back so I've kept mm. that image you know what I mean so I always every time you buy our album it's not meant to just be fucking shuffled and everything you need to listen to the album from front to back that's the purpose of it and it's sequenced in a way mm. that you know we want it to be it should be should be listened to that way in full
0: mm. Yeah, Nathan's got it
3: on vinyl, don't you? Yeah, I ordered it on vinyl, like, literally, like, I think I listened to the album, like, a couple of times, and then, well, obviously, when you were like, oh, yeah, the red vinyl out, I was, like, yeah. straight on it. straight Literally, yeah. like, the, the day it was announced, I ordered it, like, straight away. I, I mean, was, I, uh, I've got it.
1: I've got it, too, but I've not got a record player, so I don't I have no idea what it <laughs> sounds like on, on
3: watch, man. So. Well, uh, I, I bought one, uh, in like, during COVID, because I got furloughed, so I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to get a record player, so I bought. I just bought one, and ever since then, I've I've just been addicted to buying like vinyl and that. I've got like a collection of like 20, 26 plus and I only nice. started it like last year. It's fucking. That's
1: good, man. It, the artwork as well is a big plus. We need. We needed to get that artwork on vinyl. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's got. It's made for know. something bigger. Do you know what I mean? All artwork, to be fair, it was. Mm. It's always meant to be seen full. Yeah. do You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah. But it's so, like when I had when I ordered it and I got it, I. And I started noticing shit in the artwork that I didn't yeah. notice when I've just seen the photos. I was like, "Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. there's like the stuff here, there's stuff there." It's just like it stands out as well. I think because I think that a lot of bands kind of like stick to the this is like insert logo yeah. some art, insert logo some art. Whereas this one, like, it felt like it was a almost like the scale of the album sort of like personified in art where it's like that's- you know this is like a completely different sort of trend this is like completely like new influences and here's the art that kind of personifies a, a new sort of like influence that's in the band sort of thing
1: exactly exactly man we knew in ourselves that the album was something special and so we needed mm. outward to accompany that do you know what i mean so that's what we had to do we had to get dan seagrave to pull to pull the fuck in, a fucking winner, <laughs> do you know
0: what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, so what's like it's your, absolutely gorgeous. What's your favourite like uh, song from the album, then, like, which one are you most proud of? That's like, that's
1: like? like, that's like asking me which one of my twins I like more, do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I
1: can imagine. Um, nah, I mean, I'm most proud of uh, Leap of the Faithless, obviously, because it's... Yeah. You know, I never... I never confessed to being the most technical or most <laughs> proficient mm. guitar player, but, you know, I can write a good tune and I can... I use... What tools I've got to the best of my ability, and I think that showcases everything that I've got to offer. Um, but I, if I'm listening to stuff, I tend to—I don't know why—I always stick on no half measures. It's just a bit of a smash in the face in it for fucking three and a half minutes. But I quite enjoy listening to that one quite a lot. So, we'll yeah. follow
0: the Deceiver, me. Yeah, but as soon as the album kicks off, you're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, this yeah, we all, we, always, we always
1: tend to do that though. We need—we don't tend to do the first song as a single, so you don't know that. It spoils it, do you know what I mean. But we always like something that's, you know, yeah, ER, fucking hell, wake up. You know, same, yeah, with, yeah. same with the last album we had, um, Sovereign. That's like smash straight in the face, man. We like doing that. So yeah, Follow yeah. the Stevens definitely. When I wrote that, I felt like that could be an opener. So luckily, Absolutely. everyone else agreed with me, and we, we did use it as the opener.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, literally, it kicks off the album perfectly. Yeah, like, it just goes straight in. Where it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It almost like takes your second sight. So like recalibrate. You're like, you there, like
0: fucking you I wasn't expecting that sort of thing. Uh, uh, perfect,
2: it so just what, what got you
0: into. Uh, what got you into heavy music then? Um, I was
1: thinking back about this. Like, I remember when I was a kid, and um, my best mate's big brother, like, ever used to go around to his house. You know, look up, look up to him a little bit and all this. And he always had his. Uh, he's always listened to the Prodigy, and he yeah. lent me a tape when I was oh, fucking. I must have been, must have been seven, six or seven. He lent me this Prodigy tape. And my dad, yeah. the, my dad at the time, worked on the radio, so he used to get a lot of shit for free. And he'd like, you know, he's quite open to what sort of music would turn up. So once he realised I like the Prodigy, you know, the next couple of months to a year, I had all the singles, fucking all the, you know, all, all the back catalogue that we had at the time. And then when music, when the second album, Music for the Generation, came out, he took me to see him. And I think I was eight years old. It was my first show in 1994. I went and watched The Prodigy in, in Blackpool Empress Ballroom, man. So that <laughs> my dad already straight away realised that like my sort of interest in music were quite, you know, on the other other end of the spectrum. Whereas like me, my brother was, you know, at the time loved Oasis and that kind of thing, typical kind of things. a little yeah. bit older than me, but every time we got a CD through from work that he thought it sounds pretty ridiculous. Sean might like it. Yeah, I will listen to this. And I remember mm. the two. Other ones I remember straight after that, which I remember listening to Metal, was he brought on a promo version of um, White Zombie, um, oh, yeah. Astro, Astro Creek 2000. And I was like, what the fuck is this, man? I was like, "Yes, yeah, it's great. And then he brought home a Krang. I can't remember if it was part of a magazine, but it, he, he had a CD. It was a Krang compilation. Again, that was in 1994. So it had stuff like um, Body Count on there, Biohazard, Machine Head, Davidian was on it some other shit well that's kind of yeah. like the first time i remember that i like metal like you know i didn't know i didn't know what the, the categories were but i realized i like this so yeah i've been yeah. into i guess you could say been metal for fucking <laughs> i don't know nearly 30
0: years now or yeah. like, well, i think prodigy is a good gateway band to be honest because they're like yeah. the the band that e, the edm fans and the yeah. metal fans like at the same time because it's just a perfect blend of just craziness I mean back yeah. then
1: though back then they had, a, they had a guitar player live on stage with them because they played stuff like mm. their law that had like guitar licks in it and shit oh, yeah. So, so yeah this perfect like you said a perfect gateway band to, to get into more
3: extreme yeah Prodigy I like, one of my one of my gateway bands I think it was yeah. Invaders Must Die I was like yeah, oh, nice okay. and <laughs> I saw it I was there like I want it and I remember my mum bought me a, a Prodigy CD when I was like way younger and I never had a CD player, but I was like just begging her for it for Christmas. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I want, I want what I saw, like the album. Is, uh, I saw on the advert. Yeah. Um, so with like um, your guitar playing, what would you say? Who's your biggest influences that you get? Like you know, like when you initially first picked it up to now, sort of thing. Where it was like I want to kind of like sort of like look at it as like I really admire this guy's playing. You know, I kind of want to develop my own style around it.
1: I mean, straight off the bite, you think, because I got into Pantera pretty early as well. Uh, you probably got to stick Dimebag Daryl in there. But even back then as a kid, I was like, fuck, there's no way I'm playing this. Do you know mm. what I mean? So just his style and some of his, some of his technique was just leagues above. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And if people disagree with me, then they're off their heads, the man. But um, I don't know, man. Like, as soon as, like, I mean, I remember picking up the guitar. I was pretty late to the game, to be honest. I think it was like 15, 16. And at that point, I was just I was transitioning from like kind of UK hardcore into death metal. Like mm. at, at the time, I I had a, a CD compilation. It was called um, UKHC, which was a compilation from Blackfish Records, and it had stuff like I don't know if you've heard of them, like Stamping Ground, mm. um, Knuckle Dust,
2: you know, mm.
1: a bank of Canans, you like that. So I knew straight away from that compilation which of the bands that I like more. Like some of them were a bit too. I guess too more, too punk, as mm. far as hardcore is concerned. And I like the yeah. more metal edge. And back then they kind of coined the term called metallic hardcore, which basically, yeah. basically was just hardcore beatdowns with a bit of Slayer riffing. Do you know what I mean? I was like <laughs> straight away I was into that kind of thing. So I always knew I liked a fucking a heavy riff, like just a hard riff. Mm. And you know that transition once I started listening to you know heavier things like Dying Fetus straight away caught me because of how groovy they were. I started listening to Nile because a lot of that shit, I like the kind of um, the atmospherics of it and stuff. But I didn't know how to play any of that kind of stuff back then. Mm-hmm. And then Suffocation as well. So Suffocation had that kind of edge you know, and I was always drawn to, as well as the technical, but they still got that heavy riff. And I just always gravitated towards a, a, a very strong, heavy riff. You know what I mean? I wasn't mm-hmm. overly concerned with being the best lead player. I was trying to learn all the sweet, sweet pick techniques and any of that kind of shit like i mean i remember I, I was heavily into chimera as well in the early 2000s mm. and i remember getting their um their dvd the humanizing process i think it's the humanizing process yeah and it's just got little tidbits about him you know recording and stuff and it's like and then something stuck out to me where i was like you know i'm not the most technical guitar player but my, my soul has got to have got to have soul to them and i've always kind mm. of gravitate towards that as well. It's like, yeah, I can relate to this guy. He's not fucking... He's not shredding all over the fucking... All over the place, but when he puts a lead in there, it's, it's for good purpose. And I've kind of always... I, I guess have mirrored that. So cheers, Rob Arnold, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I mean, obviously we know that you like heavy music, but like, what's your shower music? What do you put on when nobody's listening? Do you have any guilty pleasures? Oh, man. I don't know, man. I mean...
1: I don't, I can't specifically put my finger on what a guilty pleasure would be to me because when it comes to us boys listening to stuff in the van, mm. it's, it's, not, it's not really any <laughs> guilty pleasure, yeah. to be fair. I mean, you'd be surprised, but we don't often listen to much metal in the van because obviously all we're doing mm. is listen to metal all fucking day. So, you know, Lynn's got a playlist of a load of stuff that's like indie and all the way to 80s, like fucking, you know, Tears for Fears and all that kind of thing. And I've yeah. got my own, like, I've started building my own. It's got loads of mad tunes from. You know, being a kid, I remember when I was a kid and stuff, it's like, massive attack in there, the Radiohead, the Joy Division, New Order, there's loads of that kind of thing in there. Um, some cheesy little pop in there every now and then. So, no, I wouldn't say guilty pleasures
2: mm.
1: specifically, just whatever's fucking cool and whatever, you know, whatever, whatever sounds good, man, but, yeah.
0: That's what li- most people say, to be honest. Like, you yeah. know, when I've, we spoke to bands and like, oh, it's not like good places, but when we're in the van, you know, we don't listen to metal 24-7. It's like Aberon or something, yeah. but that makes sense because if you're just playing the music all the time, you're probably going to get sick of just hearing the same music again when you're in yeah. the van as well.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a period in, in time where all we did was listen to metal in the van when we were younger, but it's like, man, you grow up and it's like, yeah. I, can't, I can't be asked with fucking Inveracity today. Can you put on fucking Depeche Mode, please?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, th- I think it's because you guys write it, and you're, when you're touring, you're always around yeah. metal and heavy music. So sometimes it's just nice to be like, Yeah, because just listen to fucking Abba I just want to chill out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's one of those things. That is it. So he's like, Well, it's just like sometimes you just need a bit of a chill. Um, so I've did a bit of a deep dive on your Instagram. I noticed you do post, like, a, with, like, pictures of food every now and again, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're on tour and stuff like that. So, like, this is one I we've actually been really looking forward to ask you. So, like, what is top tier, like, tour food but what's also, like, avoid it when you're going on stage food where it's, like, good but wait till after the gig sort of thing. So, top tier tour food and then wait <laughs> after the gig sort of thing.
1: It depends where we are in the world, man, like, in your in Europe, Europe's pretty safe, man. I always say it's safe because I never get oh, when I'm in Europe. Like you know, there's usually decent catering and the spread's pretty decent. But you know, once you get to the states, it can get a little bit more dodgy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I always stick like if I'm getting a buyout, I always end up just eating Chipotle, just getting a safe mm. burrito, chicken. Just, you know, I know what I'm getting every, everywhere I'm going. I know what I'm getting. But if you're talking about avoiding food, yeah, definitely avoid Taco Bell, man the shit is cheap over there and it does <laughs> your money does spread but fuck me man you're going to be you're going to be on and off the toilet all day do you know what I mean yeah. could be an no, issue man but the, no, the, the no. good thing about the states is the you know the amount of restaurants you've got in, you know different areas of, of the country it's so like you know if we're in the south or you know get some proper barbecue and stuff like that and that's pretty sweet mm. but yeah I'd yeah. avoid I'd avoid things like Taco Bell yeah. yeah. Unless, yeah. Unless, unless you've literally only got three bucks to eat. And then yeah. you're just going to have to take the risk, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If I had the choice, I wouldn't I won't get a Taco Bell, even if I had a choice to get it. It's just so yeah. uh, bad quality stuff when you can get a better burrito like 10 other places. I mean, yeah.
1: it's, Taco Bell's shit over here. It's not. Oh, it, nah, I disagree. I love it over here. It's not as. I, I fucking love it. Like, hey. It, you know what? If I'm, if I'm skint, I'll you know. There's not many of them to be fair, but I'll occasionally get a Taco Bell for me. It's not. It's not yeah. often though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, that's one question I was always looking forward to asking because it's like, I, I we did a bit of a deep dive to sort of like you know, like sort of pick better questions, and I was like, yeah. there's most a lot of a food. You
1: probably <laughs> see most, food. most of my food's probably the good, the good-looking pizzas, decent burritos, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a burrito that's place.
1: You, like there's cha- chipotle's everywhere so you, you know it's a safe bet when you've got one but there's a place called costa vida which mm. is it's not everywhere it's mainly like in the midst and i've, I've googled it and he's like little spots of it at the bottom of the country and i'm like oh man i fucking love that one because you can get like you get it in this in like a tin
2: mm.
1: you get this huge aspirito, you, you ask for it wet and you just pour all the sauce all over the top <sighs> of it like, oh, man mean it is it's the fucking bomb man and then That's obviously like once you get to like um Uh, you know the west coast and stuff you can find all the little little tiny little mexican Mm. places that you know that spring and stuff we know a couple of them and like they're always fucking spot on yeah yeah
0: so we know like you're a massive horror nerd as well so like what's your favorite film and why
1: um oh having to narrow it down to one would be pretty tough yeah or it's tough if i was pushed through it Pushed To answer the question, I might have to go with John Carper as the thing mm. it was Classic. just just the fucking special effects at the time and just the whole mood of it and the fucking the score, the direction, mm. everything about it just it's one of these it's top-tier horror film that man it's gotta be
3: mm. I, I only watched it recently because I was like in the mood for a horror film yeah, and I was like I'd never seen the thing, so I bought it on Amazon Prime and I was like. Fuck it, the special effects, Jesus Christ. For, yeah. I was like, when was this made? I was like looking at it going, they, they did a fucking sick job. <laughs> like, yeah. it's scarier than some of the special effects that I've seen in modern horror now. Like, that's like it's that's the, crazy.
1: It's the joy of practical effects, man. They, they age really fucking well. Mm. You know what I mean? It just ages amazingly. Like there's another other film you ever seen the ever seen the nineteen eighty-eight version of the blob?
3: no i haven't uh,
1: actually i might I mean, put that on
3: my watch list that, yeah yeah, yeah
1: you, you need to man it's mm. fucking it's, it's it's decent man special mm. effects and that are fucking incredible as well
0: mm. uh, you that, find that, that a watch you find uh, that some of the older films actually do the effects better than some of the new ones because they're so overly like done with like the visual effects and the cgi mm, and stuff yeah. like it's like with lord of the rings and the hobbit like lord of the rings looks better than the hobbit even though it came out like 10 years earlier
1: yeah, it's, it's a weird one. one, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. it, I mean, the misses put on um Harry Potter, the first one, the other day, and I was like, "Whoo!" <laughs> <laughs> it's looking a bit ropey. This one, isn't it? Jesus Christ! Yeah, so, I, I uh, did like a that's, full that's Harry a...
3: Potter marathon, and like you could see the strict cut off of like when like the effects started getting like really, really good. Yeah, where like you could tell the studio had a bit more faith of it doing well. Because I watched the first one, I was like, "Fucking when they, hell!" Like, when doing I don't remember like, it
1: being like this when they're doing the Quidditch. Tournament, yeah, you, yeah. you, you like kind of see, like... yeah, it's just a bit woof. Yeah, I mean, to be me fair, it's 20 years ago, but yeah, we're just yeah, then again, yeah. we were just talking about the thing which is 1982. So, and that looks that's how that holds up pretty well. So, does. It's, a, it's catch 22 with effects, man. I'd yeah. always prefer practical over you know, over digital, but I guess digital has its pros and cons as well. Do you know what I mean? Oh, completely, I
3: I think films have always done it well when it's been like a mixture. So like you actually have practical yeah. effects on the day and then the actors actually have something to interact with and it doesn't look really weird because it's something actually no, physically sure. moving so you don't have to animate it and then you just clean up with VFX effects later on. Well, there you go. It, a it was like a,
1: definitely like a sweet spot in like the, the early to mid-90s where that was happening, where they were trying to push for digital effects but they were still hanging on to, to practical. So mm. that kind of shit works pretty well. Yeah, that was yeah. nowadays moment. nowadays they go for the easy option don't they? they they don't invest in the practical stuff they go straight for dead john it's like if you can use it man you probably should because it does a lot mm. better.
3: yeah it's like the scorpion king the fuck is cgi How you Fucking i ain't, <laughs> seen, Jesus that. I ain't seen that film in a long time oh uh, i i watch i i'm not even i'm a proper like uh movie buff um and i like really like watching like VFX artists break down good and bad cgi there's like a youtube yeah. channel called uh corridor crew that do it all and it's so interesting and they basically made the uh the scene from scorpion king look good even, like, <laughs> easy, shit like that it's impossible and they spent about a week like redoing it all and they went see this is what we we would have done if we wasn't charging like, why the fuck didn't these get the job <laughs> like, they yeah. did such a great job with it i remember seeing um a recut of um obi-wan kenobi
1: Darth Vader from the first star wars
2: oh, I someone, someone recut it, it. And
1: I was like, holy shit, this looks amazing. I like, just Completely updated. It looks fucking insane. Oh, yeah, dude.
0: no, I can show up, mate.
3: It. It's funny that you mentioned that, because I found that clip through the channel that I just mentioned. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, And I, they linked, like, a, a video on how the guy explained it. So, you know, like, when they're fighting, you're all that background. Yeah, yeah. That's fully CGI. That's yeah, a full CGI background. And then he's on the bits where, like, people moving. It. It's an actual actor. And where you can kind of see his face, he's like... Cut out Alec Guinness's face <laughs> in like sections and manually copied them on for each wow. frame. So I'm like, fucking, how, how? It's like, how does this guy not have a job in um, Hollywood and that? His mental mate. Yeah, it, it is insane how much work went into like just a, a five minute video on, yeah, on YouTube.
0: Yeah. It was pretty awesome, to be fair. So yeah. like, what see like your hobbies and interests then? Besides obviously horror music and shitty tall food, like what's your, your hobbies?
2: Food.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, fucking like, well, film's a big one. Obviously, we've just been talking about film. I, I'm a, I'm, I've got annoying collecting habit of certain things. It's like, it's it's Sorry mainly, it. I just can't stop doing that shit, man. Luckily, <laughs> as, luckily as I've got older, it's kind of it's kind of grown slightly older. So instead of like collecting loads of figures when you're a kid, I might. Like, I'm collecting like horror pin badges to put on a board.
2: Mm. And,
1: and I'm collecting like, you know, obscure Blu-rays and horror, pr- uh, you know, prints, film prints now. That's like mm. getting, um, yeah. that's like, that's taken over my life at the moment. Like, I go in phases, but mm. it seems to have been the past like three years. It's been the same couple of things that I'll go, oh, all right, I need to get some more of these, like the badges, the Blu-rays, and now the prints, man. I've, over the past, over lockdowns, it's, it's crippled me. Like, I can't stop buying the fuckers. I've got oh, like, yeah. I was going to lift it up, but I've li- I've promised you, right there underneath my, my stairs, there's about 50 rolls of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Originally, I was, like, buying them specifically to, like, put them on the walls in certain places. So if I saw a print, I'd be like, right, that'll look good there, so I'll get that. And then I'll mm. see one that I did like, but I was like, there's no room for that. There's no room for it, so I can't buy it. And mm. then that started itching at me. It's like, I really want that print, even though I'm not going to put it up, so I'll just fucking buy it and it'll stay in a tube. So now we've got to the point where I need to buy a big ass big ass portfolio to start sticking them in just to have do you know what I mean mm, yeah, no.
3: yeah.
1: It's no, so, yeah. I, hate, I hate that I hate the fact that I need to fucking I need to get shit all the time it does me edit and you know my fiance drives her mental as well
3: yeah, no, I'm exactly the same mate uh, me and brad are the exact same like i've got such a bad it's like little things where it's like i'll buy one thing but then when i've got that one thing i oh, spiral I'm, like, I'm gonna get the next one i'm gonna get the next one and get gonna... and then before i know it i spent all my wage and i'm like fuck i just got all this shit yeah. like... I, it must
1: be partly to do with me it must be obsessive compulsive because i just can't stop thinking about it once i start doing something i go for example, I need to get the best thing, and I need to get everything that you can get for it. Do you know what I mean? Like um, at the same time, you can't just wait and just build it up. I need it all now, and then I'll figure <laughs> it out. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, so I'm the exact the same.
3: Ball. I'm the exact same. Like, I, if I go out and I like, I want some like, say, like a computer. I'm yeah. like, okay, I want it to do this, but then I'm like, but I might also want to do this in the future with it. So then I'll just get obsessed with all this thing, all these Absolutely. things I want to this computer to fucking do and I'll be like right I've got the budget for that now and I'll just obsess until I've got it I yeah, I, I, I he, don't know it's it yeah,
1: goes, goes past that for me as well for like I'll need, I need to get this specific case as well and I'll get a case for this and I'll get this little thing that I can stick on it's just fucking never mm. end, man. never yeah. ends
0: I did yeah. the same thing with vinyl as well, because um, I bought a vinyl player shortly after Nathan, and he yeah. was like, "You know how addictive vinyl buying is?" I was like, "Yeah, kind of." And then, like, I bought it myself, and then I, I bought one bar. I was like, "Okay, this'll do me for now." You know, just one vinyl, keep repeating it, and then next minute i was like David, and i've got five vinyls in my basket and it's like it's like oh well i could get that tranquility trivium and all this new album coming out <laughs> yeah so the, the next minute i've got like seven vinyls in my in my basket coming so i'm just like oh for fuck's sake yeah that's the like, like, that's one it?
1: thing that i've gone no don't do vinyl i've thought i've got mm. a, you know i've got a bits of vinyl i've got a nice little selection but the thing that's trying to reel me in is is a company called um F- what are they called now Oh, it's gonna do me, but they do. They press all the horror vinyl, and they got all artists mm-hmm. in to do all the all the gatefold and shit. Oh, and amazing. I've got it on Instagram. It's just like out next week, the fog with this amazing artwork. I'm like, oh god, do this to me, man, because I'm now an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: I've not honestly, gone. Down, I've not gone down that
1: road yet.
3: Honestly, I remember when I, I I warned Brad. I was like, look, before you get a vinyl player, it's fucking addictive, man. Like, yeah. I was like, you get one, and then that's it. Because I bought a. I bought a record fair. It was a, a classic like 1980 fucking motorhead. And you like Ace of Space. And it was like, quite a bit of money. But I was there like fucking I've always wanted this album. This is one of the first albums I listened to. Yeah. And I bought it. And I it just went from there it, and it just kept going and kept going and kept going. So I was like, make sure you just kind of keep yourself at a limit with it and just try to talk you out of it because you will get addicted and you will spend all your money on it. I remember Brad sent me a message at two in the morning one day saying, I've just spent a hundred quid on vinyl. And I was
1: like, I fucking told you that's how it starts. <laughs> Similar thing with me the other week when, um just before the other lockdown kicked in, me and the missus managed to get out into the town centre and um, H&V had been Pulling absolute fucking blinders in their stores at the moment, like because I'm I'm into all that kind of like the boutique things like Arrow Video and you know um, eight, eight eight films, one hundred one films, that kind of shit. And you walk in and they've got a whole selection of all the collectors shit. I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers, why are you doing this to me? And the thing <laughs> that fucks me off, all right, I can't, I have to ignore. I, I say to her, if we're going into we're going into the town center. I go, I can't go into H and B because I know I'm going to see shit I need to get. Because it's like, I'll look for something on their online store, and it'll be sold out, but they don't let you know of the inventory that's in the stores. So you could, it could be, say something's completely sold out everywhere. It could still be sitting on the shelf in H&V because no one's picked it up from that store. And it happened mm. to me, and I went in the other week, and I was just like, right. I, I just, <laughs> I, she went, because she went, we, we had the twins in the buggy, and we couldn't get them into the store. So I said, look, I'm going in here. I'll have a quick look. You do what you're you go Primark, you do that shit. And I got in there. And I walked. Back, I walked. She met me out the front. I came downstairs and I had a pile. And I went, babe. She
2: went, what? So I went, I need,
1: I need your credit card because I've not got any money in my account. She went, for fuck's sake,
0: eighty quid down on the credit That's card. It's real, man.
1: It's like this is sold out. This has got the slip case. I need it.
0: Sometimes <laughs> as well, when you go into a store to buy something, like even if the thing that you want is not there, you end up coming out I'm with fine, five something. other things. You're like, it's like what? Well, I came to buy something. I need to come out with something. You'll fucking find so... something. Don't, don't you worry, man. Yeah.
3: I, uh, it's there's like, shops, the shops that my missus will literally physically drag me out of before I even got yeah. a chance to go in. <laughs> there's like literal shops where she will see it coming, like You're not fucking going in, and I'm there like, 100%. I am, I am, and she's there, like no, and she literally have to physically like, drag me because it's just a, such a temptation. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, it's mad that you mentioned prints because I've gotten addicted to pr- like, buying prints as well. Yeah, well, I've got like w- one fucking like, uh, you know, stri- uh, what is it? Um. Oh fuck! I forgot the name of the movie. Ah, oh, that's gonna annoy. It. Shining, The Shining. Yeah,
1: okay, I've got
3: cool. one. One The Shining print, and now I've just ordered like nine of yeah. like prints because it's you like know, so addictive.
1: Do you know which Shining print it is?
3: Do you know the album? I'll send you. Um, I'll send you the photo. A photo yeah. of it when the um after the interview because it's it's a fucking it's a sick print. There's it's a like few, a typewriter.
1: There's, there's a few bobbing about that I've been after. It was one that was on um. I can't remember the site, but it was basically Danny in the middle of a carpet, but the carpet was at the top of, it was like as if it was buildings Mm. in the the pattern of the carpet and all the blood was coming out of the the floor of the Mm. building all the buildings had like the the doors on the floor. I was like, oh my God, I need to buy it, I need to buy it. Didn't have the money for it. Went back on sale. They had the artist proofs on there. Went instantly. Mm. It was like $80. It's now like fucking $200 on eBay. I'm just like, you motherfuckers, man. That's yeah. my. That's what. That's where it starts getting into my head as well. Yeah. <laughs> if I look at something and I go, I can't afford it now, and I have to skip on it. If I don't get it when it needs to be fucking bought, a week later it's gone. It's on eBay for fucking two, three times the price, and then it'll yeah. eat. It'll eat at me for weeks.
3: and that's- Yeah, I'm the exact same. For, I'm. It's so mad that you say it because I'm literally. I, it, I've never met most people that are like that. Like. I, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of people that I know is always like, no, no, I just wait. And I'm like, how the fuck can you <laughs> exactly.
1: wait? Like, how can yeah, you wait? I, like, wait. I saw someone, someone had a rule. He said, if, if, you, if, you can't, if you see something you can't live without it, then you have to buy it. But then I'm like thinking, everything I look at, like, I'm, I think I can't live without this and <laughs> eat yeah, it. Like, exactly. There's no filter for me. I'm
3: hopeless. I, I can't win. I, I always hate it when you get people going, well, why don't you just save your money and you can buy it all at once? I'm my- like, it okay. work. I-, I see it. it. I-, work. <laughs> I need it now.
1: I know, <laughs> no. I know something I know some want coming out on Friday. I know something that I want to come out on Friday, mm. and within three or four hours it'll be gone. So I know I've got to fucking buy it on Friday. I have to.
3: Yeah, I'm the exact same. I literally, I'll just think and think and think about it until it's in my hands. Like yeah. I ordered the, um, you know, nails on Silent Death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I- just saw the tenth anniversary uh repress of the vinyl and it's just come today and it's talking about a month to come here because of fucking yeah. Brexit. Cheers Boris, but <laughs> like, it's hell. finally come today. I was like, Finally, I've been obsessing about it for months. <laughs> yeah, you
1: start going through like it's been crushed in on in transit. Yeah. It's got lost, it's got lost. Someone stole it. Someone stole oh, it. It's yeah, fell, it so fell out of the fell out the van. Bro. It's has the van, it's gone, it's lost, it's gone. That's yeah, where you that bring <laughs> 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 until you like the style.
3: <laughs> I'd be sat there going, it's definitely broken. They're trying to cover it up by sending another one out there. they yeah. stepped <laughs> stepping Royal Mail, lost it or something. I had it the other
1: day because I, I worked for Royal Mail, I'm a postman. And, um, really? Yeah, 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 I still got on my I get my shit sent to my mum's house because mm. where I work, my mum's house frame is there. So I can pick up my shit mm. as it comes in. And then um, I was expecting, um, oh fuck, which one was it? let because go do my head in can't remember which because po- I bought so many posters anyway I was tracking that was it it was reanimated print and it- mm. I fucking ordered it in the start of December and I was tracking it and tracking and tracking it and I was like right sweet because I know they come in as specials and I know we have to go to a separate room to get them before they get put out and I was like right but to go and get it I was like oh fuck it's not you ah whatever cool so I went home I said oh we're coming tomorrow then I just thought oh I'll track it and he says delivered Today day at 10 past 10 i was like you fucking liars
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not in my hands is it yeah, so i walked walk in yeah. i walked in the next morning like shit and they go where the fuck is it where the fuck is it i walked to my frame at about six in the morning it was just sat there on my frame waiting for me to say it. someone wrote scan did the person who works on that on my mum's frame bit i'd got it late i'd left the building she got it mm-hmm. and like, oh, fuck it. i'll scan it and leave it here for him in the morning so he knows mm-hmm. it's there Oh man, fucking I was like, Oh it's fucking here, thank God.
3: No one's <laughs> <doubled> it. <laughs> well, that's my life, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm literally the exact same. I'll I'll just like have the page the tracking page open twenty four seven and like have it on another yeah. o- another tab when I'm working and just check it every like ten minutes going, it's it It's the only way to do it
0: really. It's rough, ain't it man? It's
3: yeah. Yeah, so I it definitely has to be some form of OCD. Oh, definitely. I, I know yeah. it is. Absolutely.
0: Because, Terribly like, impulsive. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I'm tempted to fucking mention it to the therapist, being like, by the way, <laughs> just so we could cover some boxes, I've got this issue about deliveries and buying shit. Like, I can't stop myself. It, it's like, I'm not going to stop, but can you just, like, say it's a thing so then I can at least go, I'm sorry, but it, the therapist said that I've got a problem with this shit and I'm trying to get over it, but, you know. Like,
1: it's would, you r- would you rather be on some medication to... Chill, chill me out the anxiety, or you just gonna let me buy that shit, and then I'll be
0: fine. <laughs> yeah. Let me You've buy, got, it. It no <laughs> buy that <now>. Side effects. <laughs>
1: do you want a crazy? Yeah. Boy, do you want a crazy boyfriend on pills, or do you just want to be a happy man with a print in his hand? <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Fucking exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so by the going. way, um, in terms of your touring then, like, what's like the funniest thing to happen on tour? Because obviously, you guys have been going for quite some time now. It must have been one occasion that sticks out to
1: you. Oh, it's a lot of hazy times. Mm, yeah, yeah. there's always a lot of drinking on the tours, man. Um, well, one thing's jumping out at me. Like, where were we? We're in um, Salt Lake City, and um, we finished a gig. We're outside, and we're getting absolutely steaming. Do you know what I mean? And it's touring America. You don't tend to eat that much because mm. your buyouts are fuck all, so you're eating nothing. And the drives are so long that like you get in whatever you're gonna buy is just gonna go straight through you. Yeah. So totally didn't realise the the lack of food that I had during that day. And then was out out the front of the venue drinking with um aborted and I was speaking oh, to amazing. Ian. Speaking to Ian, the guitar player. And I stood next to Lynn just having a chat and I was like, Oh, I need I need I need to fart here. That's great.
2: <laughs>
1: I had a fart totally shot my pants straight away. I was like, oh, yeah. no. I'm like, yeah, there's no food in there to fucking keep that together, is there? So I just presumed it was going to be a fart and I just completely followed through. And I just stood there for a second, let him finish what he was saying. I just turned around to Lynn. and went, Lynn. I went, what, mate? I went, fucking shit, he's <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, no. he's well, that yeah. stage. It, it, it's it, happened to everyone. I've had some fucking times on stage. Was <laughs> Where was we now? We were playing... Ah, oh, fuck, somewhere down south, it might have been like um Oh, it's proper low low east. Mm. I, can't, I can't fucking think of the town right off the top of my head. But anyway, we a we uh right like, get this. We had a weekender, there was two shows. There was Bristol and there was the other show, but it was in distance. I can't I don't know why yeah. the town's not sticking in my head. Proper on mm. the coast, but um the driver took us to the wrong one first. Mm. Right, as we started getting closer, we were like, This, like, this, this isn't, no, it was Brighton, sorry. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to do Brighton the next night, but he took us to Brighton on the first night. And as we got there, we were like, nah, it looks like Brighton, this. and we're all just joking around. He went, turn around to her. imagine if he took us to Brighton first. I went, Let <laughs> <laughs> then we went, he dawned on us, he went, uh, Tom, where, where, where are we? He went, oh, we're in Brighton. I went, oh, fucking hell. So no. we, we play Brighton <laughs> we play Brighton tomorrow mate we're in here today he went fuck so straight we set off got that? we literally got out the van straight onto stage I was feeling a bit ropey on the way down I can't remember what the fuck I'd eaten but something of went right but the way the stage was so imagine you walking into the venue the stage is right at the back and to the left hand side is, is, the, is the toilet so you've got to walk past the stage to get to the toilets right fucking playing here like this I was like, oh, something's not right. And I started like heaving and I started to be sick into my mouth. And I was like, oh shit. Oh, what we're we gonna do? Christ. But at the time I I had it was one of the early days when I started getting my wireless my guitar wireless. So I was just mm-hmm. kept playing with all the sick in my mouth. Casually walked past Jane and you know and, and Sam got off, walked off the stage and went back back into the toilet, but back of the stage It was just as being sick into the fucking sink while still playing. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's pretty legendary to be fair though. Like,
1: came back out. Playing. Came back out, smashed the show. Started packing down, went out the front, and then and it all just came out. And like some random person came up with a pint of wine, you're all right, love. It's like, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
3: You know what, though? Like, Shitting yourself. I don't trust anyone, right, that hasn't shit themselves as an adult yeah. at all. Not, like, it happens to everyone. If, you, always, if it hasn't happened to you, it's going to happen.
1: It's not always a Trump. Don't trust it.
3: Don't yeah. Like it. Yeah, that's I, I like when I, if I ever hear anyone that I was like, no, I haven't shot myself, like as an adult, about like, you are fucking lying because I, I, it happened to me like, last week, mate. <laughs> you're <Yeah, I'd be laughs>
0: lying or it's coming.
1: Yeah. At least once every couple of tours for me. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah, I, eat, I don't eat all day. I don't eat all day. I'm drinking all day. It's like, what do you think's going to
2: happen? What yeah. do you think
1: going
3: to I've got nothing it's in it. Me. <laughs> it's like to... sometimes, sometimes you just can't, like, you can't fucking trust them. Like, if you just, it, it, you just sit there. It's a dangerous
1: game sometimes, you've got to play it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like rushing yeah. roulette. And you're gonna lose. Yeah? One out yeah, of ten it's times when it happen ten times, eventually. One out of ten times you're losing. You're
3: yeah. Losing. Yeah, no, I I don't trust anyone that hasn't shot themselves in their dogs. <laughs> like, you're a fucking liar,
0: man. You're a fucking liar. Because I know <laughs> it happens. It. If you play a butthole roulette, there's a chance you're gonna lose a draw. You I don't believe it hasn't happened to everyone. That's fucking it, has
3: been, like, dude. multiple times where I've been, like, like, what you said, sat talking to someone. I'm like, oh, it's a fat. And then, like, midway through talking, to him, I've been like, it won't. But is that... Uh, the
1: usual... I can usually know within, like, a split second and then I'll clench and I've caught him. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet, that's... No, I need to... I need to book out here. But I was shit-faced, so my timing was off. It, got, <laughs> it went too far. I, I clenched yeah. too late. I was like, ah... Oh.
3: See, I, I've done that a couple of times where it's been like, oh, wait, no, but by that time, you've already it, uh, given it enough leeway to yeah, so just goes straight <laughs> out. You've you, you got to be really accurate with it. If you fucked, if you're already, this, it's going to Already punched
1: the inside of your, your
3: underpants. It's just too late, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's just bang on too late. So this I is crucial. Wanna... Yeah. <laughs> I wanna get onto... to so we've gotten like uh, funniest gig stories, but like what about the the sort of uh, the worst gig story where it's like oh fuck Do you know what I mean? Where it's saying like ah oh, for fuck's sake, it's just been a fuck about from like start to finish.
1: Um it's either a weird town somewhere and the, the venue's fucking weird and then there's no one there, or it'll be just one of those gigs where technical difficulties are just constant and you just nothing mm. you can do about it. Those are the two types of gigs, man. Mm. I mean we were running a laptop for all our samples up until, um, I'd say, 2018. Actually, 2018, we're still running a laptop. Mm. Uh, we run a, cl- a click track, and obviously our bass player eventually quits. So we started running bass tracks too, but the computer was just fucking not having it, man. And so, like, mm. I think we, we were coming back from Summer Breeze Festival in Germany, and we had like two last little U- UK dates just to kind of mm. finish finish off the off the run. And um, the laptop went in the first UK show, but Lin was able to, like, imagine the clip track was still going in his head. Mm. And then he managed to catch in with it. But mm. the, next, the next, he said, look, this is going, mate. There's only so many times I can get away with doing this by, mm. by sheer luck. And then the next night, it was a massive guitar break from the samples, Dead Silence.
2: Mm. Oh, no. mm. Mm.
1: Well, okay, no. well you can't fake out on right? It's everything's yeah. just gone. And it's like, oh yeah. great. So then you've got to freestyle and think out oh, shit, what we're we gonna do now. Because almost yeah, yeah. most of the songs have got little you know, these little leads and backing tracks, and you've got to just on the spot go, right, we can play this, this, and this. And we just finished mm. cut a song out and just finished another mm. thing. One of the last tours we did, um well the last tour we did, which was the um um fucking what was it now? The one we decapitated Lorna Shaw. Mm. Yeah,
3: yeah, I remember faces I remember seeing
1: that one sure. Faces of Death. Um we would turn up in Germany. And mm. at this point, we always swapped out the laptop for um, it's called um a somatic, mm. and it's it's hardware and it it it's fucking it's a, it's ace, it's the tits, man. We've never had any issues with it. Mm. But we had issues with his triggers and all the leads and shit. Fuck knows what it was, but we couldn't get anything to work. Like so. We've run over by five to seven minutes. We're like, right, it's eating into our fucking finger you now. This ain't clearly not gonna work what mm-hmm. we're gonna do. So we've been playing the same kind of set for about a month and a half. So we had to like rebuild our brains on the spot and go, right, what could we just play off the bat that we can remember? Mm-hmm. And we made a set of five songs straight away, right? We can do this, this, and this. What we started with this, right? We're gonna end with this, right? Shit, go. And we just mm-hmm. fucking no click track, no samples, no sub drop, nothing. We just went in, just did it. Came mm. off stage, effing and Jeffing, throwing our game. I oh, was fucking terrible. And like some of the bands like, well, what's up with you? I went, you're not there? I went, yeah, it was good. What do you mean it was yeah. good? Everything went down and like our label manager was there. He, he does vocals for it, Viscera. And he went, you know what, mate, lads? No one could fucking tell. That's how yeah. prof- that's how fucking shit hot and professional you are. You just, whatever. So I was like, sweet. Okay, we'll take that one. Take that as a yeah.
3: I think it's always mad because when you when you it's you yourself you hear more other things where it's like oh yeah I missed that I missed that do you know what I mean? But like Absolutely. on the like, to everyone else like they'll just be like oh my fucking god do you know what I mean? And I, the amount of times I've never been in the gig where I've been picking fault like I, when I've seen news it's always been a fucking a mint gig yeah, like yeah. no matter like no matter where what venue it's in no matter how big like how big the turnout is it's always been fucking Energetic, fucking, just insane. No,
0: no, no, I thought Huddersfield was amazing. That was like my favorite time seeing you guys. Where was that again? Sorry. Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Was that the parish?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Parish.
1: That was that was one of the shows where the fucking the click track stopped working. Really? Lynn was just guessing, like, up and it was gonna come back in, and it did. The next well, day, that. the very next day was the show where it just fucking said no, mate. So yeah, the really? parish. Really. The Parish was the second to last show we had a laptop with we like, my after that after it fucked up the next day he went right, we're done.
3: That's <laughs> fucking mad, that absolutely. that is absolutely mad. Yeah, yeah, we man. we were at that gig, and we were also at the 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 York one. And uh, Jace, when he was doing vocals at one bit, like grabbed him up and made his throat. And he fucking he was like, <gasps> he like, <Yeah>. shit himself <laughs> a little bit of like taking the piss out of him because <laughs> he like he said I was half tempted to go harder, Daddy, but oh, I thought it I'd been throw him off. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> that would have been pretty fucking funny, man. To be honest, that like, been he was so tempted. He said I, I had to fight it because I thought. I don't really want to fuck him up because if he's not expecting yeah, it, I do
2: that.
3: cause he was there, like it's such a, like it's like I know for a fact he just wouldn't expect it, so like yeah. he would just there, like I just do want to want to fuck him up. But he would be like, what, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs>
1: like, it totally been worth it, though, man. Definitely.
3: Oh, yeah. It was funny as it was. It was funny as fuck, cause like. I met I mate Connor. He like one of his first times seeing he injected He's like, oh, that quite that was quite nice. Jason grabbed my throat. He was sick. <laughs> <laughs> got and, his uh, money.
1: Got his money's worth. Then
3: he fucking did it. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying. I was like, no. I'm jealous. I was there, like, fucking yeah. you know, hell, you were you were chosen. Yeah. You were did chosen. You pay, did you pay two pound more for your ticket. What was going on here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> did did he get the daddy service? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my first introduction to you guys was um it was bloodstock was it yeah, 2018 you guys oh what uh, a cracker of an introduction like, yeah. it really was like i remember like i listened to one track by you guys um and it was off um level above you and i was like oh, this is pretty fucking mint this like, it was like yeah. i'll go check them out and then like from there i was like jesus christ like the party and the moses sea like everyone just yeah, went crazy yeah, yeah. And I Funny. was like, these guys are amazing. Funny enough, though, we had technical difficulties on that show as well. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: My <laughs> laptop got all fucked up, so we took spent a bit of time trying to get that figured out. And then we managed to get it figured out. I had to cut a song. And then you probably didn't even fucking notice, but my strap snapped off. So I was just fucking kneeling down playing a song because my strap mm. just went. So that was one of those shows. Mm.
2: In front of 5,000
0: people, I'm down here like
1: this. Yay! Can't do nothing.
0: No, you've literally been one of my favourite bands ever since, and I'm sure Nathan can say the same. If if you you guys earned a penny for any, every time that me and Nathan have mentioned ingested on the podcast, you'd probably be mm. having an island to yourself by now. I I
1: wouldn't have to be a postman, that's for
0: sure.
1: (laughs) 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 That's one of my favourite gigs I've ever done,
0: mate. No, Uh, that was me. Fucking great,
1: man.
3: I I was gutted because that that year I couldn't go and I remember when, when I'm not even kidding like I remember seeing everyone that had went because like pretty much everyone in our friends group go to Bloodstock so that was like one year I didn't go and I was yeah. really I was really fucking gutted. And I remember walking into like the room after everyone came back and they're like Nathan have you listened to Ingested? Like everyone fucking said it at the same time. I was like, no why in the way? Sit the fuck down now. And like they showed me all like, yeah, that videos, yeah. the kind of show like that you they took took, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I checked you guys out, and I was like, these guys are fucking sick. And then I think first gig I saw you were in York, um, and I was like, fucking hell! Like, I, it's such a, it's such an insane sort of gig atmosphere. Was that because it's like it's
1: was that gig with um, Street Soldier? Was it that York? Yeah, soldier? yeah it was, uh, Street uh, Soldier. Yeah, yeah.
3: It was literally yeah. just before, uh, just before, oh, what was the name of the venue again? Fuck, oh, I can't. Fibbers. Fibbers. fibbers it was yeah. Fibbers. Was that just before it ached like, shut? Yeah, yeah, it was Fibbers. Was it?
1: Yeah. Fucking hell, man. I can't remember these things anymore. Yeah, it literally
3: fucking. That's that's memory. Memory.
1: That was one of the decent shows of that. tour, I thinking about it.
3: Yeah, well, the sound engineering on it was fucking bang on. Like, it was yeah. so fucking good. Like, and it was such Why a small venue.
1: We might have had our own sound engineer on that one.
3: I can't even yeah, yeah, uh, I think you did because we had um, you know, Pariah who opened up for you that night. Yeah, yeah. And yeah they yeah, said yeah. that. Uh, they said that you obviously came with your own sound engineer, like you who talk, who they were talking to him about edit, like you know, engineer, like sound engineering, right, and we that. Must
1: have, we must have still been using Marios at that point then. Mm. No, uh, yeah, we must have been. Yeah. Mm. Fuck knows, it all blurs into one sometimes
3: what was like uh, what's like the top gig you played with like the, the your favourite tour and the best band that you've actually played with like that you had the most fun with sort of which thing?
0: one did you fangirl over
1: oh, fucking hell I mean the first time I went on the road with Cannibal Corpse and Dying mm. For years, that kind of blew my mind a bit
2: yeah.
1: I was mm. still um, I was still playing for annotations of an autopsy at the time uh, it was like 2009 maybe and I was mm. still obviously still pretty young back then and I was playing fucking, I sold out Coco's was in London. I was just like, fucking hell, like,
2: mm.
1: playing with Cannibal Corpse and Dying Feet. It's one of my two favorite bands ever. But um, touring wise, to me, like, to me in the band, like, we have like, everyone's got the big four, aren't they, that they look up to? Mm. It's like, for us, it was Nile, Dying Fetus, Suffocation, Cannibal Corpse. Mm. And obviously, I'd already done two, two of, the, two of the four on one tour with Cannibal Corpse and Dying Fetus. And then when we did Summer Slaughter, in the states, it was Cannibal Corpse, Suffocation, mm. and nihil. like, well, come on. Mm. Three, three out of the four big, biggest death metal bands. And as far as I'm concerned, I get to tour with them on one fucking tour, so that's got to be up there. Mm. The first time we went to Europe was just fucking mind blowing. We we're all like twenty one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We went out with um, the Black Dahlia Murder, effects, mm. the Faceless, Three Inches of Blood, Obscura. Um, fucking hell it was for me it was fucking insane it was our first <laughs> our first European tour and we were on a tour bus and we were just it was just carnage man, mm. I'll never forget it man it was just absolute carnage
3: oh, I, I wish I would have seen that tour because fucking yeah, effects and Ingested in, in the same building as well right? yeah. it's like yeah. I, both both of like the gigs that I've been with with Carnifex are, are Ingested <laughs> are like oh it just yeah. fucking goes yeah, off. Yeah. So I couldn't could imagine it all in one way. but fucking hell.
1: Yeah, there are boys, man. We've we've been touring with them on and off for like over a decade now. So we've known those guys quite a long time. It's just I mean, there's bands like you click with and these bands you, you like seeing and stuff like that. Mm. Um we've got friends everywhere. Do you know what I mean? It's it's hard to really just pinpoint a specific band, mm. but you just see some you've not seen for ages and you're like sweet, but um Get one of my favourite bands to tour with and play with to watch purely is Suffocation. They're just yeah. unbelievably punishing. They just mm. they just crush live, man.
3: Yeah, I've seen. Um, I think at one point, so I I used I saw them about three years in a row. So I, I watched them. I saw them play. They just kept coming to the UK about those three you know, sections. Like right, three years in a row, where I got to see them. Yeah, yeah. They were the they Suffocation was the first metal gig I'd ever been to.
1: Holy shit, it's not a bad one.
3: I know, yeah. I know. Um, right into the deep end. It, it was crazy. Like, first ever live gig I'd ever been to in my entire nice. life. What, what year was that? Can you remember? It was literally 2017 because I got into metal like, in sixth form. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, didn't, I, I, I were a bit of a late bloomer, but I kind of like got different tastes really quick. Like I'd just jump. But at the same time I listening to corn. I'd be listening to Suffocation. Oh, yeah. Don't, I mean, well, I was having, yeah, like, kind
1: of. I had Korn on in my car today, so don't, don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening to it.
3: They it. Just, I was just, my starting points, like, I'd get, have that, you know, that new metal pit of phase that I feel like. Oh, I yeah, everyone, kind of cross, everybody you know. has that one. But then I also had, like, the proper, de- like, tech death and death metal, like, that yeah, I'd yeah. be obsessed with along with, like, Thrash. So I saw Suffocation in 2017, and I was like, with
1: the with the headlining or was it a support tour?
3: Yeah, yeah, headlining. They were headlining, yeah. um... It was cryptic shift, uh, fissions as disfigurement, uh, yeah. then cryptic shift, then suffocation, and I was like fucking blown away by like, yeah, pretty much every band. Sweet bands really.
1: to live, man, for
3: sure. Oh, that fucking bass, the, bassist, the yeah. bass is Fuck me, it was such yeah, a gorgeous bass, custom for custom made just for him, man. I know. It's like that bit where he always slams it down.
0: Slams like, it in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just watching like, what the fuck? That's just Derek. a crazy first gig. Like, Derek. my first gig Derek was like... My first gig was like... I think it was like a dubstep artist. It was like Nero or something. That was like my first... And Nero, then I went, went straight so to Yeah, it was like Nero That's and Leeds. Crazy. Like, I think it must have been 2011 or something. And then yeah. I went to download 2012 as my next one. And bearing in mind the bands like I didn't even know who Trivium and Machinehead and Lama God were. Yeah. And then went to go see them, I was like, wow, okay, I'm converted now. Nice. And then I just became like a fan since. So that was a crazy, crazy festival. I was like download at its peak in my opinion. I have never been to download. Really? No I can no. It was my first time like
3: twenty nineteen. Um it was alright. I unless, prefer Bloodstock unless they yeah,
1: fuck me Unless they book us I probably won't be going, do you know what I mean? Mm.
3: Yeah, yeah. I want to,
1: I want to, think... but like, I'm either on tour. But I'm yeah. mainly always on tour. I never can get to go around that time. But it's about time we played, fucking download at this point. Come on.
3: What's yeah, going on? Yeah, here? yeah. I, I, f- I think. honestly to guys like in a to get injected on download because fifteen that, years it in, fifteen happened. years oh. in, it's still not booked us. So you see the same
1: fucking UK bands playing it every year because they're all yeah. tonging. Tonguing- Fucking the publication's assholes every fucking time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know who's fucking sucking it off here. It's bullshit. Yeah. We
0: yeah. Know tell the cop We know
1: who you are. <laughs> who you are. I'm not naming your names.
0: <laughs> tell <laughs> the cop- t- tell uh, Andy Coppin to give his ad a wobble and get ingested on <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, mate. Come on. You put dying feet on. What about us? I know. What about ingested?
3: I think we should get a change to pig putting like the bottom. Get ingested on fucking download now. I know what you're playing at.
1: Nah, for real though, we we need to play at
3: some point. Jesus yeah, you Christ. do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's like, I'm really surprised. you haven't actually played it. Because it's like
1: it every year we don't get it. I'm like, this is bending my head. What the fuck's
3: going on here? Yeah, it's like the uh, the last year they were having like loads of bands where I thought, oh, Injustice has got to, they'll they'll fit that day. They'll fit that day. They'll fit that day. Like yeah, you know you've got you got to be announcing it soon, and they never fucking did. I was like, bastards, man. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's them again uh, next year. Oh, it's that band again. Oh, yeah. oh we'll just keep booking
3: that band. Like, Fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'd change out Biffy Clyro for
0: Ingested. Mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Could you
3: please yeah. make that happen? <laughs> could you just take them out and just put Ingested in? Like, I'd pay you money to do it. <laughs> like,
0: oh, wow. Fucking... System of a Down again. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. surprise.
3: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, I wonder what's going to happen this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Obviously, like, you're a horror fan. Do you, have yeah. you ever had any unexplained experiences, like, you know, ghosts, aliens? I don't know what you believe, really. We usually ask this one, just to so spark an interesting answer sometimes, but if you don't have anything, that's cool.
1: Um, Yeah, there's, there's something that sticks out when I was a kid, but I don't know how much you want to read into it. I'm certainly not, like... Scared of the supernatural when you kind of figured you would be, but yeah, as a kid, um, used to share a room with me, my brother, in our first house. So we were bunk beds at the time. So I must have been, I must have been six, six or seven. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I still remember it now, so it must have stuck with me at some point. Don't you know I mean, I've always remembered it. It's always stuck with me. It's never quite made any sense. You don't. Know what, I don't know what to make of it, but mm. I can only tell you what I remember. is Like I remember trying to sleep. I remember shutting my eyes and, sh- like. Do you know when you look at the sun too much and then you close your eyes and you've just got mm. these black speckles that just roll around your eyes? It was, right. like that. it was like that, but it was dark. When I closed my eyes, it was just doing this weird thing. And I, I remember just like having enough and getting up out of bed. And to my recollection, what I remember seeing was there was someone stood in front of me. And I remember just screaming out dead loud. My dad came running and turned the light on and that was it. Slept in their bed for the night. I remember getting in their bed and looking at the roof and it was like a tear. In, mm. in the in the back then used to fucking wallpaper your roof fuck knows why you'd do that but it <laughs> was a tear in the wallpaper on the roof and uh that kept swirling doing some weird shit so i just thought maybe i you know had too much sugar what's going on the next night in my bed closed my eyes shape started swirling stood up that fucking guy was stood there in front of me i screamed again and then for the next two year two or three years i slept with the light on and that was it
0: that's okay. so weird that it happened, like, twice in a row. Because right. then that's you could the say maybe sleep, but then the fact yeah. that it was exactly the same again. Well, that's, that's why you stuck with to me, because like, it could have been a
1: dream. Are like, oh, you dreaming? Get in bed, you're fine. But it happened twice. And I'm like, yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, fuck
1: this. Fuck the darkness. I'm putting the light on. <laughs>
0: yeah, and
1: that, nah. I slept with the light on for a long time after that. But yeah, I slept so with the light you on you until did. I was, like,
0: 13. But yeah.
1: there's people that used to go around to that house where weird shit would happen. I've heard other things now since we let me, I moved away from that house in nineteen ninety 1990... five, six, ninety six. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember my dad telling me that back then, we used to have um, carpets would go down the the stairs, but you'd have a stair rod to keep the carpet in place. You don't have that anymore, but it was it's mm. fucking old. And he and the the little bedroom that we eventually went into was like a a spare bedroom full of shit and one of the stair rods went missing and he just took apart that spare room looking for that stair rod. couldn't mm-hmm. find it, just like it's lost. One day he just randomly turned back up on the mm-hmm. stairs like he'd, he'd never gone. So he always mm-hmm. remembered that. And one of my cousins, um, my mum told me this, um, he came around and he wanted to go upstairs to go to the toilet. So he opens the door and he goes, who's that man on the top of the stairs, mummy? And she comes in, she goes, what man oh, on top God. of the stairs? And he goes, in there so
3: fucking hell
1: shit was weird in that house man
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah no it, it's so shit when you're a kid as well and like you witness something and like you try yeah. telling your parents and they just mark it off as eh nah 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 like you it, just you're just a kid because i, I had something similar and i remember I, it happened to me like once or twice and i was like i remember always telling mum what like, there's some weird fucking shit going on in the house like you know like being a kid being like there's some weird shit going on there's, be, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's just some weird shit going on and they'd be like, oh, you just, you just dreaming. I'm like, I want, that's how yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I ran into your fucking room. I want dreaming, man. It's just, I so... think, I think my parents knew something was a bit
1: odd. So they just go, ah, oh, you dream, it was fine. But when you get older, they go, yeah, it was fucking weird, man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the house was weird. I was like, I fucking knew it.
3: And it was yeah. mental." Well, it's like this house we in at the minute, it's like a proper old house. And uh, I was sat down i sat down on watching some tv and uh we had plastering done upstairs yeah, yeah. so we had like plastic lining on the fucking stairs so it won't it won't stain it and uh i swear i swear to fucking god i heard someone run down the stairs and there was no one in the house yeah like i swear to god i like, the fuck i heard it like a couple of times i'm like all right, someone's fucking with me someone's got to be fucking with me so i checked every room no one was in uh, but I, it it sounded like someone running down that out that stairs. who
1: knows what to believe man it's- It's
3: just weird shit, man. Yeah, is. There's got to be
1: something out there. It has to be. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: There's There's too many weird things that happen to people. It's like, there's got to be something fucking going on here.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I think it's mad to try to dismiss it as like, oh, no, it's just being made all made up. I'm like, seriously, though, there's been like pretty good fucking cases where it's like, yeah, maybe they do kind of exist, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just sucks there's
1: no hard proof anywhere. So it's like, it's debatable, honestly. No. So I just told myself when I saw that shit as a kid, it's, it's got to be bullshit. It's got to be because
0: mm. no one's
1: proved any otherwise. But they're all, man. They're all
0: tough ones. I one, suppose, man. as well, like your parents kind of just be like, yeah, this house, this house is haunted as shit, man. Because yeah. then you'd be like, oh, what the fuck? You kind of got to, mm. to brush it off, even if you believe it yourself. I mean,
1: three things that I just rolled off the top of my head for something that happened in my first house, three things right there that did happen that I was told that mm. happened. I witnessed one of them. So something fucking
3: weird going on. Yeah, mm. no that's going on? Yeah, I think it's mad, like, cause it, you, you gotta also look at it from like the parents' perspective. Like, it's like you know, like obviously you're a parent yourself. Can you imagine if one yeah. of your twins was like, I saw a ghost? You'd be like, yeah. okay. But then if something happened to you, like, I'm not telling him because he's gonna freak the fuck out. Yeah. Like. Fuck <laughs> <I'm> like,
2: yeah <laughs> don't
1: be daft, son. You've had yeah. too much sugar. Go to sleep. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Then I'll be in the bed like going, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. Don't eat, don't eat my boys. Don't eat them.
3: <laughs> it's one of those things is like you have to put on a, a brave face, don't you? It's like, yeah. no, it's fine, but then you in the back of your would be like, what if the fuck me? Yeah, right? what if? <laughs> I'm gonna come in
1: one day, and my fucking son's walking on the roof. I'm like, what the
3: fuck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Call an exorcist quick. I've seen this movie a hundred times, man. We need to solve. They're
1: gonna start doing some weird shit when they go. They've only got two of them, they'll just be like, fucking. Around
3: the room like what the fuck? <laughs> one cold uh,
2: room. Like, like the
3: shining, like the <laughs> I, shining yeah, like one. <laughs> like, Come play with us, father! No! <laughs> God, no! Yeah, I tell you what, like I would not show him that movie too too soon because they might actually start fucking with you when they're older, like right, the, yeah. being twins. And <laughs> right. that. Because I, I, my, uh, my girlfriend, she's she's a twin, and I always said to her, like, were well, you never like tempted to like one day just kind of like fuck with your parents, with like you have been like, "Come play with us, come play." Yeah. Do you know what I mean, yeah. I was like, if I was a twin, that'd be on my first agenda. Do you know what I mean, like, I like yeah. just talk
1: with someone like that? Well, well, I'll I'll find out in the years to come.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think uh, I think we're getting to like the the sort of end point to the interview now. So like, one thing I always we what well, we always like to end up on is uh, what advice would you sort of give to bands starting out? As well, like, what bands would? What uh, advice would you give when you first started to yourself if you could go back in time, speak to yourself a bit and go, right? Don't do this. Do this. Do don't do this. Uh, what would it be? So like those I two mean, kind of the one.
1: Some of the things that I'd think of telling myself back then to change is you can't really do it. You just kind of naturally figure that out. I mean, we didn't settle on a lineup properly until ingested started i mean we had we had the band beforehand which had a different drummer it had a different bass player at one point and then Mm. brad came in and so we were like we were ingested but with a different drummer with a different name different material but
2: Mm.
1: i'd probably say you need to find the right people you need to find the right members that are going to stick with you but we eventually did find lynn and then we Mm. have been the same members for 15 years so I guess the first piece of advice would be to find the right members for the job mm. it's a shit ton of um, American bands over there that is a guitar player quits next guitar player it's a revolving door of technical musicians yeah. that just in and out it's just like I think it's bullshit man because you already know that
2: mm.
1: it doesn't matter I mean certain bands have had Three different lineup changes in three years. And it's like fucking hell. Like, just get, yeah. stick with the fucking sound. You know what I mean? It's better that way. It's like people go, oh, their new album's amazing. Well, yeah, because they got this fucking superhero from fucking Atlanta to come out mm. with the shreddy. It's like with us, I'm proud of it. We've gone through 15 years of, evol- of evolving naturally instead of just mm. getting someone in that sound changes. And if, yeah you know, like you're saying to me the sounds change you're getting more progressive it means you know we have grown. you, you yeah. yeah the audience the audience is growing with us it's no there's no complete change from you know from the first to the last it's we've gradually done what we've done so yeah mm. definitely get the right members for the job get members that are committed uh, be prepared to spend some fucking money on those early years mm. if you don't want to spend the money doing it you're not passionate enough we yeah. We ate shit for years. We ate absolute dog shit for years. No Mm. money. Put our own money, what we had in. So, you know, get used to that. One thing I maybe would say to myself and the band maybe is, don't be afraid to take risks. Mm. Because once, when we formed, obviously, like we said before, we formed in the underground scene playing slam music. Do you know what I mean? Like slam death metal.
2: Mm. And,
1: it becomes a certain bubble of elitism back then, like the scene was so fucking small, you know, we see the same bands, the same people at the gigs. And we always imagined, you know, we're better than this. We need to do more than this. And it it took us probably a year, two years too late to pull our fingers out of our asses and don't be afraid what they're going to say about us. And, you know, if they're going to shun us, because eventually they did do that anyway. Do you know what I mean? We signed with a different label that was slightly bigger. Like we signed with Siege of Amida. I remember like, there used to be a thing called the Devourment Forum back then, mm. and that's where all the underground elites would go and talk about years, and they go, oh, the fucking sellouts are not going to last a year, they're fucking going to be split up after this, no one's going to give a shit mm. about them.
3: Oh, look you are now.
0: you got, you got I, your faces plastered all over metal hammer, so who's laughing now? <laughs> I'd maybe say, like I said,
1: don't be afraid to take risks earlier on, and don't be afraid what people are going to think of you, because if you know you're worth something and you, you want to expand and progress more than you your little bubble's gonna allow you to. Don't be afraid. Just go and fucking do it. So, I personally would have wanted to have realised that a year earlier and got a fucking head start. But you know, you mm. learn. You do these kind of things. That's just the yeah. way it is.
3: Yeah, it's it's a massive like learning process as well. I imagine as well being in a small scene, it was also terrifying. Being like again, like what you said, like oh, what 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 were the thinkers? Because you, yeah, it's like you it, almost it's didn't want to like, alienate him to the point yeah. where it's like you could not go back. But. Yeah, we, know, were worried. we were worried yeah.
1: about it, but once we decided, right, we are, we're better than this, and we had our mindset on it, we kind of just let them chat behind themselves and say, yeah, you're going to fail, you're going to last a year. Because, mm. you know, we ended up finding a different fan base and moving, you know, in the right fucking direction. So, But, you know, yeah. I, I still see people from that scene now and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah and they've grown up as well and they're like it's fucking amazing what you've done well done We're you know yeah. we're really proud of that kind of shit so that's nice but they are some of the wankers that you know you forget about and I hope that they're fucking you know they're dead so <laughs>
3: <laughs> mate I know a fucking few <laughs> <laughs> I know a fucking few where I'm like I wonder what they're up to no, I don't really care fucking I, think I sometimes <laughs> sit and go what if they check out our new album every now and then and go fucking hell yeah I
1: can't believe they've done this yeah, there's, got, there's got to be a handful of them are not they?
3: you ever feel like sometimes sending them an email going so you remember what you said on that fucking forum mate <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I, I the if that is the case I don't have to turn around to these specific people and go fucking them," you know what I'm saying They'll, you- they've, seen, they've seen what we've done they've gone right fucking hell yeah, I was totally wrong about that one
3: so yeah, exactly
1: we're stubborn we're all stubborn bastards man we, we, we needed to you know, drive forward with what we wanted to do, I and mean, we, we we wanted to go on tour. We wanted to play different places. We wanted to play with our biggest, our favorite bands. We wanted to play the festivals, mm. and so we did it. I
2: guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? You guys are getting better with age. Like, you know, mm. everything that you release is yeah. even more better than the last one. Like, it's I like love, love, shrink, love man. Human. Exactly. I love, like love, love shrink, Human. But the new album gotta be my favorite. But yeah thank you so much sean for coming on and speaking with us hey my pleasure. it's been pleasure. a great
3: time. it's been absolutely it's been an absolute, like, it's because i like, yeah. ingested it like you guys are easily one in my top five bands ever
0: absolutely Sweet, um, yeah. but, like, yeah. I,
3: it's genuine genuinely just been an absolute pleasure to talk to you as well yeah, like, kind of get sort of like a better insight into the album and just everyone as everyone has individuals and right pe- like, people sort of thing
1: yeah man don't yeah. worry man just because we ain't touring at the moment doesn't mean we ain't writing
3: yeah. Oh, don't, you yeah, can't boy. do that to <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll start getting obsessed with it now going, when's the new, new? Jester album coming out? I'll let you know,
1: man, the music's completely done for it.
3: Oh,
1: it's completely legit. done. So we're just doing lyrics now at the moment, and we're not sure when it's going to come out. We don't know what the trajectory's going to be like, but it's sounding pretty fucking beast. Man, so
0: so for it.
3: Excited,
1: and We might have another surprise this year as well. So mm. keep your eyes and ears.
0: And you know what, as well, like, we hope that the gig happens in Leeds as well with Wolverdinia, yeah, because we'll definitely be going to that. Yeah. Man, been... Well, I hope
1: so too, man. I hope yeah, so.
0: Yeah. I if, not,
1: if not, it's just going to get fucking moved again.
0: Eventually yeah. it'll
1: happen, but I don't know when. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the Either thing way, is, we'll be there. The thing Sweet is, man. it's just building up. It's just building up for when I finally do have a gig to proper go.
1: <laughs> to go <laughs> off and you imagine it's going to be carnage by the time we can all oh, get it, out there. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to, so you know... Like then it was like, oh, I've got two gigs to choose between this week. Oh, i have got to choose that one. It's gonna be like, I'm fucking going to
0: all the gigs this week. Do you know yeah. what I?
3: Mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna care when it is or where it is. Yeah yeah.
0: But, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Sean Excellent. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. Uh, absolute pleasure, man. See you in a bit. Have you. a nice day. Night. <laughs> Take care, <Yeah>. <laughs> have a good night. See you. Later. <laughs>